Bailey and Harper, we're back. We're awesome. We're tired. Merry Christmas. What the fuck's up, buddy? Dude, I'm, uh, man, living, trying to live my best life. You know, the thing that sucks about Christmas time is that when you order a present and that motherfucker ain't came yet, boy, <laughs> it is <laughs> panic time. Like, Bro, oh, I had that panic on Monday. Oh. It was the worst. It was terrible. Yeah, but it came, right? Huh? The present came. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, mine, no. No. Still ain't game. Are you serious? Look online. Who's it for, wife? No. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. That still sucks. That's even worse, though. It's, it's way worse. Because you, you can't explain that one. No. Nah. I can explain that to my wife. Like, it's She's okay. Like, nah, She's like, I, yeah. I had the same panic yesterday. I get it. it. It's all good. Yeah. I'll, I'll see it tomorrow. Can't. Can't do uh, it. You'll ruin Christmas. We'll ruin Christmas. Yeah. My parents are pretty good about that. Like, I never got ruined, but, like, I heard some horror stories from some <laughs> friends. They're like, I didn't get it till the day after Christmas. And I was like, <laughs> No shit. Really? That's horrible. Uh, you know, you're 12 and you're like, you can't imagine anything worse than that. No, um, especially when like, these are presents that you're banking on. Oh yeah. This is the thing that you asked for. This is it. Yeah. And it does, it's like, uh. Must suck. Really sucks. All yeah, right. I must, I mean, again, it's happened to me before too. Um, yeah. So I'm tired, man. <laughs> you know, KB, I love it because I was just saying how you're like a real dad now. Oh, man. I've been in this. I've been in this grind for a year, for for years now. Yeah, my oldest is about to be 11, and so I've been on the ground for a while. Yeah. you fresh to this, but it's already taking its toll. You are already a guy that doesn't sleep anymore. Well, I mean, it was going okay, dude. Like <laughs> three, four weeks ago, my man, four months old, he was just 10 hours a night, right, for about a, two weeks straight. We're like, ah, we had two in a row that just want to sleep. This is amazing. And then two weeks ago. Uh, something hit. I don't know if it was a sleep regression, if he's teething, if he just gets bored. I don't, I don't have any idea. But he wakes up either talking to himself very loudly right next to us <laughs> or just screaming bloody murder. And if he, he, my wife, like, he won't sleep if she's not holding him, right? So she's not getting any sleep. So yeah, she's that, means, that means you are creating a monster. Well, exactly. And, like, I'm not doing much at night, right? Like, she's, she does the thing. She's nursing and whatnot. But it's like if they're up. I'm up. She's just, you know, crankier than me because she's got to hold the baby the whole time and now her back hurts. So, like, you know, it's just that stretch right now where it's like, bro, I haven't slept in a week. And it's a different experience, that's for sure. It's awesome. I'm not like, you know how it goes. You're not really complaining about it because they rule. They're awesome. But uh, shit's exhausting. Absolutely. And you never knew you could love something so much. Oh, yeah. Until you have your own kid. Oh, yeah. So the lack of sleep, the lack of all the other things that you normally get. Your life not being your own anymore. Yeah. I mean, you kind of appreciate it. I mean, the grind of it is real, though. You can't even fight that. Like, some people are like, man, I, I'm going to do the same things that I always did. I'm just go take my kid. And I'm like, listen, until you get them, you don't understand that, like, you, everything you got to do is on their time when they're this age. Everything. Because they can't do anything else. No. And if they threaten, like, get out of a routine, like, you just can't go on long car trips. Like, you can't, you can't, no. <laughs> excuse me, you can't do stuff like that. So, um, it's just, it's an adjustment. Doesn't last forever. We're already seeing that. Like my, my daughter's going to be two in March and I, I don't even know how that happened. Oh, I did. I remember sky was, sky's awesome, dude. Right. So, you she, know, she's like, I mean, she's going to be two. So it goes quick and I know it doesn't last forever, but these first, the first year, whoo, buddy, you're in the weeds. You are in the weeds. And they don't come with handbooks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they're all a little bit different. You just got to hope you got people around you with good yeah, advice. Yeah, yeah, they don't this. come with, like, directions or anything. You just – everything is – every day is on-the-job training. So, yep. all right, episode – 69. 
Number 69. Nice. Are you going to – I will go first because I think I have a real one. I don't know if you do. I'm going Oh, I with, do. I have a couple, actually. You go. I'm going with a former teammate of mine. Which one? For a very short time. Uh-huh. Number 69, future Hall of Famer, Jared Allen, defensive end, just went into the ring of honor for the Minnesota Vikings. He was a teammate of mine here for the Carolina Panthers on the Super Bowl run in 2015. I just spoke to him just the other day. He's doing well. I just received a Christmas card from he, his <laughs> wife, and his two daughters. And I love Jared Alan. Sometimes we like to call him when he's playing around. Dude's well, cool fancy. as hell. And the funniest thing is that everybody sees Jared Allen. They understand he is like just this – he is very big. He's a very tall guy. Now he's like – kind of like skinny fat because he doesn't really work out anymore and so we, we always <laughs> laugh about that but which he always admits it's the worst kind of fat it's like when you're skinny oh fat. yeah it's the worst he's like and um but jared he's super country but he's not really country at all um he has this perception because he's always wearing cowboy hats he likes guns he's like all this other stuff yep but his stepdad is this really cool brother um and so he has like a whole like black side of family and a whole like white side of family and just like the whole dynamics of all he's got so many great stories about just things going on in his life from both sides of the family that's awesome that's uh, uh so i got another guy maybe I mean, he's in cowboy country and he farms he's also a former panther the greatest left tackle in panthers jordan history gross. jordan gross 69 uh, that's a great call yeah all right yeah. now go with your real 69 what do you mean i thought you said you told me earlier who are you gonna go with who Gronk. Oh, yeah, the Gronk story. Yeah, yeah. Where Gronk told – we played the, the audio on the air yesterday. He was – I forget who he was talking to, but they were asking him about a comeback again. And he was like, yeah, team has reached out recently. They offered me uh, that I could wear number 69 and that I could, like, be announced as tackle eligible every time I come on the field. So, every, every time it's, you know, Rob Gronkowski, number 69. It's <laughs> like that was part of their sales pitch, which, I mean, it's kind of brilliant. It's Rob Gronkowski, man. Like, I, I see why you'd go that – He's, route a, with he's a walking goof, like, everywhere he goes. This is just, like, who he is. This is his personality at this point. And, um, I mean, I applaud the man. The man has been able to make a Hall of Fame career out of catching balls from Tom Brady <laughs> and being uh, yeah, a no party doubt. animal in the offseason and really just having fun in life. Like, you can't even be mad at him. He's capitalized on every single bit of it. And, I mean, I get it. I'm just – I just look at this division because when you say somebody reached out, in my mind, I'm like, it had to be Tampa Bay Bucks. But, anyways – no good team in this division. Like, they all suck. Kyle, they all suck. Yep. But one of them are going to get a home game in the playoffs. Yeah. And they might win that mother. And joke. you got to take it. <laughs> you could have a home playoff game and a top 10 pick at the same time. Yeah. Because the records are going to be so bad. So bad. They are so bad. Bucks. Every, I look at every team in this division. I'm like, dude, they all are terrible. Stank with an A. Stank. Um, yeah. It's, it's rough, man. It's yeah. rough. I, I don't think the Panthers – I think they're still like coming together in the, like midseason because Steve Wilkes took over. I don't so know the Panthers, in my opinion, are the one team that I feel could actually win a playoff game in this division. Because the, the rest of them, I don't game? feel could win a playoff game. Yeah, it's like Tampa Bay that. is so bad; they're just not. They're not gelling together. They're not anything that scares anybody. All right. Um, and you see the media. How dare the Tampa Bay media try and say Tom Brady's like the reason why they're losing and he's changing game plans? How dare them? 
what he did for you guys, you guys are freaking doormats. Ungrateful. Ungrateful. <laughs> how dare you? That's when what I, what I read something about Tampa Bay complaining about anything about Tom Brady. The audacity. How, the audacity, Kyle. Tampa Bay has been god-awful. I can't watch them. And all of a sudden, Tom Brady shows up, you win a championship, and within a year, you're like – He's the reason why. No, he's actually the reason why you're even relevant. So You don't talk about the GOAT You that way. better not talk about the GOAT. <laughs> better not. Better not. Then we got Carolina. Carolina actually can win a playoff game. Running because, game and defense. Running game and defense. Literally, yep. that's, all, that's, that's all they got. Yeah, but that, that'll get you a win in, in the playoffs. But can win you a game in the playoffs, Kyle. You're at home, run game defense. Might right. get smoked, but you also might win. You might – New Orleans, I don't think they have a chance. New no. Orleans, they're not good. They're not good enough on either side. They haven't been healthy. Not happening. I don't think so. In Atlanta, dude, they're even they are definitely bad. Like if you if you were the Panthers and you treated it like your Super I mean, Bowl. The the Falcons said we're gonna start a rookie quarterback and Mariota said, I'm out. He did. He, like he left. <laughs> he left. He left he left work. <laughs> What? <laughs> I saw that. I was uh, like, I don't even think I've ever seen that happen. I, I stopped me in my tracks for a minute. I was like scrolling the phone, walking the hallway at work. I was like, wait a minute. He did what now? Like, they don't know, yeah. where, they don't know if he's coming back. Oh. Yeah, he, he left. Mean, like today or at all? <laughs> like, he gone. Like, I'm out. So, this is, this is what headlines. the NFC South is right now, Kyle. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I went to the game last week, the Carolina game versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had – Minimum fifty percent of the stadium in there. Yes, and which which is, I, I get oh no it. no, it was more like seventy five. Let's I be real. Be no 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 no, it was like I, I called it eighty a couple of times this week, <laughs> and I don't think that's inaccurate. Um, I was in the press box. It was a Steelers home game. It was it was it was terrible towels everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And look, Pittsburgh always shows up, and a lot of people always. Um, sell their tickets to Pittsburgh. So anytime Pittsburgh comes here, preseason, wherever, it is a lot of well, fans. There's a shitload of them that live here, too. Yes, a ton. Yeah. And so that was, that was not unexpected for me. They do but, that everywhere. But the thing that shocks me, though, Kyle, is like, man, anytime I want to be just a little bit excited for this Panthers team, that's what they do. They go out there and they lose. And so it's uh, – Yeah. It, and then when it's – you're like, you know what? They're going to suck. They'll be terrible. Then they go out there and win. So I don't know what to think of anybody in the NFC South, but it is still interesting to me that they, one of these teams, terrible team, stank team, stank teams, is going to get a home playoff game. That is, that is just a true statement. I, I think I like what, I like your argument about the running game of the defense. It's the same thing I thought of too, though. I mean, I don't know that I would say it out loud because even the idea of them making the playoffs today is kind of far fetched. But like. <laughs> If you think about it, they're still they got one. They're, they're one the game one behind. team they're, that stylistically at home, crowd at your back, get an early turnover or something, and boom, you you jump on them, you can win that game. They're, they're the only one yeah. in my eyes. Like, just, then you just start running the football, yeah. turning out first downs. The and only just, one, yeah, Kyle. No, no other team I look at is like, bro. There's no way. Yeah, no I'm, way. I'm with you. I mean, I the, the Tampa's offense is so god awful, so bad. And trust I even, me, I know. I got I got Julio Jones and Tom Brady on my fantasy. Yeah, I'm not in the playoffs now. True. Right. So I'm not going to be there tomorrow. I'm missing, my, I'm missing my first game of the year. Um, I'm flying up to the Great White North, but they, they have the. It's going to be the coldest Panthers home game in or in franchise history. Uh, I think the high during the game is 26. Wind chill in the teens. 
but it will be statistically, it'll be the coldest Panther home game in team history tomorrow. Dude, I played in some cold games here, but I guess it's never in the 20s. You're right. Like, like in, in the shade, the, in the stadium, it's going to be oh, in the teens. Oh, in the shade side? Yeah. It's going to be in the teens tomorrow. I, I think it's probably be lower than that. It's going to feel lower than that Get because when the blasting. wind, yeah. yeah, the wind's going to whip in there. It's just not going to Oh, I be. just walked inside a second ago. It is harsh and like offensive <laughs> outside right now. <laughs> I walked outside in this wife beater on and, uh, I sprinted, of course. Yeah, just getting some out the car. Like I grew up in the mountains, and that's the worst part of growing up in the the winter in the mountains, right? Like I don't, we we didn't get snow like my wife gets snow in New York. The hardest thing about winter in the mountains is that it's always windy as fuck, and it will slice right through you that's and blow you off. That's what it is. The halt. It's, it's not the cold. It's the wind that'll get I, you. In the mountains. I call it the halt. Yeah. And that hawk out, bro. Yeah. It gets real windy. It's just not cool at all. When you walk across campus in Blacksburg, on the it, the drill field is famous for this because you know we we're like Texas A and M. We have a huge core cadets they do or we have a drill field in the middle of campus and so people walk across it everybody walks across it to go to class and it's kind of like a bowl um think kind of like the grove in oxford but not quite the same um not and it's just close. that wind will slice you at the knees it's the worst thing of all time so are you how are you feeling about virginia tech because i was Football? at yeah man like i'm just watching uh, you know, this week was National Signing Day, the early one now. Well, it's not even a day. It's Can I tell period. you what I hope we do next year? I'm very excited to talk about this. Uh, oh, oh, yeah? I'm very the, excited to talk about I this. I figured this would be a, a sore subject for you. Well, no, I mean, uh, why? Because we stink? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. But, I mean, I think that was inevitable this past year. And, you know, I saw you some You do things. like the head coach. I do. I mean, obviously things can go wrong. We'll see. But I, I so far I like him. And – they put some good work in on, on recruiting day, or rather in the offseason. This kid, they got Chiron Drones from yep. uh, Baylor. It's a big kid, like 6'2", 225, 230. Like, if, if they want to play a little bully ball next year, and, you know, I, I haven't seen him throw it that much, honestly. So, if he can spin it, awesome. I don't know. But I think he's big and athletic and can run. So, I'm just wondering if they don't have in mind, let's play physical Virginia Tech-style football. Let's run it, you know, running quarterback. Let's play defense, and uh, let's win that way. You know, I, I was sitting there because we had a show the other day, Kyle, and uh, I'm on there with our ESPN 300 guy and uh, Craig Harbert. Hobbs is freaking awesome, right? He's like, he knows all these kids. He knows, I mean, he's been going to all this stuff for like years. This is like, what? This is like his Super Bowl. We show up. This is really my man's show, and we're just here to just add some color commentating and some fucking swag. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's all I'm here for. That, that's it. All right? So, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all I'm doing, Kyle. Yep. And to hear about all these young players deciding and making these decisions on where they're going to school at. And I looked at the numbers, like, out of the ESPN 300s, like, college is just changing, bro. Like, literally right in front of us. And not everybody wants to talk about it, but it's true. So they got ESPN 300. And so, you know, you get a caliber player, you get a top 300 player, everybody's kind of excited usually, right? Four-star, three-star, five-star, whatever. And these kids, so in 2020, out of the top 300, 130-something have already transferred, right? But that was expected, according to my guy Craig. He was saying that uh, that was during COVID. Uh, most of these kids could not go on visits. Okay. So, like, a lot of bad fits. They ain't never seen the place. It's not, you know. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, that, that, that was, like, one of those years, kind of an outlier. So, like, you were, it's expected that, like, 30%, 33 34% of the kids have already transferred. So then the 2021 season, you look up, and it's fucking 104 
out of the top 300. So it's like, I mean, I know it's less, but it's still like a third. Right. These kids have now all gone. And from there, and then 2021, no, and then 2022, so last year's class, it's down to like seven. Or like, no, 30-something. So it's, it's, it's gone down. Mm-hmm. But still, though, Kyle, in two more years, how many more are going to be in out of the, the 300? That's, the number's at like seven or 20-something now for just this past years. It's stupid. I mean, I, and I, I, I think we're – and I was thinking long and hard about this the other day. Like, we're kind of getting to be the old guys in the conversation a little bit, right? Um, and that's all right. Like, we're supposed to be a little bit. But, like, when you watch it right now – I was thinking the other day, JT Daniels is going to his fourth school right now, right? USC, Georgia, West Virginia, now Rice. He can do what he wants, right? Whatever. Why, why do you not stay at West Virginia? Like, why do you want to go to that many schools? I don't understand. Like, how cool is it for you? You're, you're an Alabama guy, right? That's it. That's what you are. I'm a Hokie. That's, I have three degrees from Virginia Tech. I grew up there. Like, I don't want – and I'm not saying I wouldn't go to grad school somewhere else. I, I tried to. But, like, why do you want to go to four or five different schools, bro? I don't know. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see the – and some people don't care, do you? I'm not trying to, like, stop people from living their life or anything. Yeah. But I, I don't know that it's good for the product, right? Like, I, I can't stress this It waters this it down. It really does. It, like, I mean, we're not crazy, right? Because there, no. are a lot, there are a lot of people who are so militantly like, NIL's good, everything about it's good, there's nothing bad, coaches can move, so players should do whatever they want. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's cool, but, I mean, it makes it less interesting if you don't really have a reason to – it's hard to – and so some people think that, all right, well, you should have to be on campus at least a year. And I'm like, eh, I don't really do. I disagree with that. I do think that you get one free transfer. Mm-hmm. Then you should have to sit. Then you should have to sit. I mean, it, it's common sense. Man. But, but the NCAA really can't force anything right now because they lost in court and they don't want to get sued. Well, they don't want to so, try to do anything. So now. they don't want to do anything, Nothing. which is retarded to me. I know I can't say that word. Sorry. No, that that's is, our generation. I was talking about that word the other day. <laughs> was that you were? Yeah. I was like, that is totally our word and generation. Yeah, that's because like, there's no ill intent behind it. But no, I understand just, why people get upset by it. Like, yeah, you and, I do. I you do. and I both get it. But yeah. it's like, you know, it's, like, it's totally, not how you mean it. But yeah, I, I understand totally why it hurts people's feelings. Yeah, yeah, I, it's just like, it just puts more emphasis yeah, on like, the stupid. Yeah, thank you. That's just, all, It puts more <laughs> emphasis on the stupid. But again, completely understand why people get upset by it. I do. And I apologize for that. No, you're good. Yes. It is not smart, and it, it just watered down the product, Kyle. And, and so, look, I do think that a lot of these kids should be able to transfer, and, like, especially when you want to, like, better yourself or you're not going to play your senior or junior year, like, go ahead and do what's best for you. Like, I definitely – I applaud that. But have the freedom to do that. But a lot of these kids, Kyle, when all of a sudden some adversity hits or they're not playing as much as – a coach promised them or they think they're this good and they think they're way up here talent-wise or they're better than everybody and they're not playing. And, dude, they, you look to the transfer portal as, like, the answer. It ain't it. Nah, bro. It's usually not. It ain't it. If you're not a quarterback, For, you know. I, did you see the numbers, Kyle, of, like, how many kids actually do not make it out? Well, I saw something. The rate was, like, 35 to 45%, 40 to 50, somewhere in there. Um land on other rosters at the same at the division one level i think uh, i don't know i'll check it out I, I think there are some all right so we did a study after the 2019-20 cycle looking at fbs players on scholarship 
and 47.25% of Power 5 scholarship players to enter the portal ended up dropping down to FCS, not getting signed, or going to junior college. That's according to 24-7 sports. So that lets me know, like, it ain't, it ain't working. Nah. So, like, if that's your answer to, like, any type of problem or where my, me and my coach might not be getting along, like, that doesn't work. I think more kids need to force these coaches to push them out. Like, force, like, the best advice my dad ever gave me when he dropped me off at college, all right? I never forget. Got him out, he got out the car, gave me all my stuff. They were about to leave, gave me a hug. He said, hey, don't come back home. (laughs) That's good advice. That's my only, he said, that's my only advice for you. Yep. Whatever you do, don't come back home. Stay gone. Too often you see people get gone, they come back home, they miss, like, stay gone. I was crying because my wife, who's my girlfriend at the time, was leaving. You know, we're going to break up. <laughs> you know, I was going to be dating college girls now. It was, it was, it, it was emotional. Oh, and yeah. my dad looks me dead in the eye, and this is what he tells me. Don't come back home. Don't come back home. Don't come back home. <laughs> I'm changing the locks. You ain't coming back. Uh, and that was the mindset. He burned the boats. Yep. Burned the boats. Don't come back here. Don't come back. Yeah. And so when you know that you don't have, you can't go backwards. So what do you do? You, all you do is continue to make your way forwards. And it's going to be rough. It's going to be have some, it's not just going to be a straight line. Yep. You got to be able to pivot. You're going to have to have some downfalls. It's not going to go good. You're going to lose a lot of games. We're going to stink. But all of a sudden, man, you start to look around yourself. You look in the room in which the people you're competing with, and you're like, dude, how can I separate myself? How can I be better than this person? I'm not faster than him, so maybe I got to be smarter than him. Yep. All right, this guy can't outjump him. Maybe I can be stronger than him in the bench press. This guy, I mean, bro, I, I'm just better than him, so fuck it. So, like, like it, it, these are the things that happen. So I'm having, I'm having a conversation kind of like this last night with my brother. Uh, by the way, my parents. My, oh, yeah, because your brother's coaching. Right. By the way, my parents, they had a different view on it. They were like, you can come back and stay if you want to. <laughs> and so the, the problem was they also knew that I wanted to be independent. I did, though, graduate into the recession in 2008, mm. 2009. And so I spent like an extra, I don't know, maybe a year with them. Um, and then when I was in between spots, I stayed for a couple of months another time. But like it was never, dude, no. It, Kyle, I'm fortunate. I'm 1% of the 1%. Oh, bro. Oh, look at you. I am. I mean, I got drafted to the NFL. Like, oh, that, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. I get that. But I'm just saying, like, different views on it. But absolutely. Get the hell out of your parents' house. <laughs> um, what's the other thing we were talking about? I just lost it for a second. Oh, uh, you're talking about the portal? Oh, yeah, yeah, You're yeah, talking yeah. to your brother. No, we were talking last night. Right. So you were talking about outworking people. So we're talking about a player, right, uh, who has, you know, let's say, uh, professional football dreams, good player, lower level. Um, he ain't you know, got that habit. Well, you know, somebody that we talked to kind of described him as not a weight room guy. It's like, how, how can you want to play professional football, as good as you might be, and not be a weight room guy? Like, how's that, how's that a thing? How, I don't know anybody in the NFL that plays an actual football position who's not a weight room guy. Cause you <laughs> kind of have to be a weight room guy if you're going to play in the National Football League. You know, I've seen some, Kyle, that are – I don't are... mean gym rats, by the way. I don't mean the, the... – yeah the insane, you know, James Harrison types. I just mean, got to work out. Yeah, you, look, you have some freakish people, right? Most of them don't play skill positions. Um, oh, yeah. 
But like, I'm talking about if you're trying to come from a lower level, the odds are already it stacked does, against it you. Does, I haven't seen it How yet. can you just not be a weight room guy? It does, I haven't seen it yet. Not only that, but the, one of the few, I can name a few, like Sean Alexander, the running back, not really a weight room guy. I mean, really? If you, if you saw Sean's body, like you would see. Was like, it a Herschel you know Walker type, just push-ups and sit-ups? No, nah, I, I think Sean was just like, he's just a different dude. Which, by the way, that's, I've gone back to my roots on that. Man, that's all I do anymore. Push-ups, sit-ups? I mean, for the most part. I mean, I do some kettlebell swings, but, like, I like the heavy kettlebell swings. It feels like you're actually getting some work Man, I haven't worked out in, like, a week or so. I got I to gotta get back. But on. I'm just talking – otherwise, like, just straight-up push-ups, right? Anyway, back to your story. So I, I get it. Some dudes don't have to be because they're naturally freakish athletes. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, like, these are, like, top-tier guys that was, like, a first-round pick. Like, right. your boy, like – He's on the lower level. He's oh, I don't grind. know the guy. I don't know the guy. The grind has to happen. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it that way. No, you won't make it. And and it's just different. Like the the thing about the NFL is it's 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 a grown man. It's a grown man league. It's a young man's league, but it's still a man's league. So yeah, you got to be strong. You got to be big and physical. And you know when you got guys that don't have. Um, missteps or they don't have wasted motion. You got to be efficient too. And I, I think those are what really separates you from, like, a good player and a pro. Agreed. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, it, it's, you know, you guys do it. I'm just around it as a profession. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you can see the but difference. But you, you know the difference. But that's what I'm saying. But if you're around it, you, you see – people only know what they know, right? If, you don't, if you're not around it, you don't know. We, we're all only as smart as the things that we're raised up seeing and being taught and being around and all Correct. that stuff. So, like, that's all it is. But if you're around it and you see it, you can spot the difference very quickly, right? It's, Easily. Yeah, it's not that hard once you've seen it enough. Um, so one other thing I want to talk about. Uh, did you watch that game last night at all, Jets and Jaguars? No. I didn't either. Uh, I'm I glad the, I didn't. I watched the highlights they this morning. They uh, benched – what's his name again, He's huh? done. Like, I mean, that guy, <laughs> he's done, man. <laughs> you laugh, but he's done in New York, bro. Like, they love Mike White up there. Remember Mike White came in and threw for like 400-plus yards last year in his only appearance or the first yeah. appearance? And got hurt, but, like, they love some Mike White up there. And he's played well this year when he's been in. Zach Wilson's done, dude. They still haven't won a lot of games on a Mike White. But I, I think They got it, a playoff it, roster, and this dude's just throwing them out of games. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, 9 of 18 yesterday for, like, 9. He didn't throw for 100 yards. Look, you know how hard it is to not throw for 100 yards in the NFL nowadays? I don't know, bro. I've seen some quarterbacks this year make it look kind of easy there. <laughs> <laughs> We did watch Baker Mayfield for the first five games here. I mean, look, and I don't know. He had that great moment in his first Rams debut, in his first Rams game. Uh, then he came back to earth last week for 111 yards. So, yeah, I've seen some dudes make it look kind of easy to throw for, you know, 100 yards this year. They just don't hit anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, just, I just think offense is just so – the, the NFL is built – for the offense to be successful. Yeah, is it coming back around? Like, are we seeing it like regress though, or come back to the mean? Is defense kind of get? Because I don't, I can't tell. Because sometimes it just looks like horrible football, horrible, horrible football. Like well, Tom, that, so all my guys that are in it and that watch it all the time, who are coaching in it right yeah. now, they say like, dude, the the ball is terrible. Like guys are terrible. Really? Yeah, they said dudes are terrible right now. Like, okay, so it's be, not just my eyes. No, that, they're okay. like the practice habits, like. They all come in with different mindsets. You can't really practice anymore. Nobody hits in pads. And, like, it's like it's just not the same. So, okay. And I'm not trying to sound like the old guy. We've already done it twice, though, so you may as well. Yeah, I'm just going to stick with it. I'm just telling you what some of the, the guys tell me. Now, do you have freakishly great players and talent? Yes, that's – there's no question about that. But overall, as a product, yeah. I mean, 
the players, it's just not great ball going on. It's a lot of bad ball out there. That is the term that they use. There's a lot of bad ball going on I see out it. there right now. I see a lot of it. I mean, look, from what I just saw at the New England Patriots throw the ball to uh, Chandler Jones for the touchdown last week. That's some wild shit. Th- that's, that's like the definition of bad ball. The game was tied, bro. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. And you know what? To his credit, he didn't make up some dumb bullshit excuse. You know, he was like, I guess I was just trying to be the hero. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? At least you were honest. Yeah, completely. Thank you. Because that play was not even called. It wasn't like we were doing some razzle-dazzle. Nah. They ran the ball. My man I, I saw mean, an opportunity to be a, a hero, a legend, and he took it. And, like, the running back went, like, 25, 30 yards. So then he's like, okay, well, I, I'll pitch it back. Maybe we keep this thing going. <laughs> Jason Myers was like, Let's keep uh, the good times rolling here, man. He's like, I mean, I guess we about to get it going. You know what I mean? So he takes two steps, launches it 20 yards backwards. What did he think Mac was going to do with it from there? He can't throw it again. <laughs> I don't know, but the fact that it went straight to Chandler Jones's hands, it was like, oh, Bro, I was Mac doing, Jones looked like oh shit like I was and he in just studio. got stiff on like I would do my son yes like. bro I was in studio doing a Hornets pregame show and I'm watching it like live and I'm trying not to scream into the microphone <laughs> I'm like is this really happening right now is this a, a classic replay of some game I missed there's no way this is happening in front of me right now I couldn't believe it no and, and my boy Vilma called the game yeah so I just heard him just going crazy like <laughs> oh my god like. Oh, my God. Like, what, what else can you say? I, I and then they teach you when you're calling games to kind of just, you know, people want to hear the fan reaction. So sometimes it's just crazy. You're just sitting there. I'm sure he's going fucking bananas. He said it took me, it took him everything he had not to say a cuss word. Oh, yeah. He was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, Scott Zolak uh, from the Patriots. He, he's on the Patriots broadcast now. I think what he's, he, I think he just blurts out. He goes, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lying. God, he's not lying. No, it was crazy. That bro. was like, one of the most bizarre. Do the I, overtime. I, I mean, yeah, the Raiders had just kicked the field goal to tie it. You were going to overtime. Right. You hand the ball off just to go to get to overtime. Running back gets a little bit more yards than he thought he was going to get pitch. And then Myers throws the ball right to the defensive end, 20 yards, like, wide open. Stiff horns, Mac Jones. Poor Mac Jones. He looks so bad. Oh, bro. Mac looks so bad. And it's hard to feel that bad for him. I don't feel bad. I, I think the Patriots deserve this, actually. All right? You deserve this. Why? Because sometimes when you sit up here and pretend to be smarter than everybody else, oh. <laughs> all right, and you put a defensive guy as your offensive coordinator all year and think, like, no, nah, we're good. We're going to make it. We're got, we got it. Yeah. Everything on the offense of New England has regressed. It has been terrible all year long. Yes. Mac Jones has looked frustrated. I mean, you brought in a guy who, the backup to Mac Jones, like they loved him for like two weeks. And then he came back down to earth too. So, like, but I blame all of this on the Patriots themselves. And so for them to be as disappointing as they have been this year, it's their own fault. And they have put themselves in position. I think it's just a microcosm. Like, that was just a microcosm for, like, what's really been a huge, huge thing all year long 
for the New England Patriots. So I was kind of happy about it. I was like, they deserve it. They deserve that. I am uh, breaking out the world's smallest violin for the New England Patriots right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just crushed, really, for the New England Patriots fan base. I once watched a guy lean over and puke on the top of a Ravens fan's head Ugh. in Foxborough one night on a playoff game. It was gross. It was so gross. Uh, that place is rowdy. I'm not saying that's reflective of everybody in the stadium, mind you, but um, that place is uh, it's a hell of a game to see, a hell of a place to see a football game, especially a playoff game. I'll tell you that much. It was wild. Well, I look, they have a great home field advantage. I, I think they, they really crush it. You know what else I'm really excited about, Kyle? What? Bowl games. No, you're not. I really am. I, we, okay. I, I am. Well, number one, because I, sometimes I get a beat on certain games, and I'm like, dude, if I was a gambling man, I would put everything I own on certain games. All of it. All of it. All right. I had one, and I was dead-ass right about it. I picked that one a couple weeks ago. It was Oregon State over Florida. They destroyed them. All right. what's ha- I don't understand what's happening with Billy Napier. Like, I made some bold proclamations about Billy Napier when he took the Florida job. Like, he's going to win a national championship there. And um, You said that? Oh, I did. I was, I, I was feeling pretty boisterous one day. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> That's a lot, Kyle. <laughs> I really want a Billy Napier in Blacksburg, too. I um, think he's a great coach. I, I mean, just winning national like. But here's the thing, Ron. Think about it. Only two people won national championship at Florida. It's not like Florida. Like, Florida's great, but as a storied traditional program. Sure. They were shitty until Steve Spurrier got there. And I didn't realize that until Steve Spurrier sat down and told me that. Well, of course Steve Spurrier told you that. <laughs> but it's one of the first things Steve Spurrier told you about himself. But it's true. Um, it's also, I don't know. I think Billy's a good coach. But I have to question some things now because, I mean, Graham Mertz, that's, that's where they're turning to next year to replace Anthony Richardson. What's happening there? Uh, I, I think they're going to try and – who's Graham Mertz? Who's Wisconsin that? transfer. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust none of that. Look. I mean, I guess it worked for Joe Burrow once, but... They have to try to get these things right. Florida is a team that needs way more depth on the defensive side of the football. They need a lot of pieces, Kyle. They're not ready to compete. Look, before you worry about winning championship, bro, you got to win your division first. You're going into SEC Network analyst mode right now. I'm watching it. I am. I am. Like, you got no chance. Like, Florida has no chance of beating Georgia right now. None. None chance. None. Zero. They're not good enough. Seems like, by the way, the Alabama boosters responded to Nick Saban's uh, <laughs> words because Wait. they have the runaway best recruiting <laughs> class in America. And a, them in a distant second. And I forgot. It's so distant, I forgot who it is already. Georgia. That's right, Georgia. Yeah. Um, is that, but that's what, look, I give Alabama a lot of credit, too. But I, I, let me finish my thing on Florida. Hurry up and finish Florida it. needs – they need a lot of talent and some pieces. They need explosive wide receiver play. They need – they, they definitely need a quarterback. Anthony Richardson was gr- was really good and made them relevant this year. But he wasn't like – he wasn't even the best quarterback on the field in probably half the games they played. So, like – but somebody's going to draft him. And yeah. I hate that he might get projected to somewhere like here in Carolina because Carolina's going to be like, oh, man, we got us a quarterback. I'm like, bro, he ain't close to ready. Like, he's no. not. He's super freakishly athletic. And that's awesome. He can do some great stuff. So, if, like, keep going, you don't want to keep building the roster, get him at 10th, you know, uh, start Sam Darnold next year, maybe? I don't know. You know, do something like that here in Carolina. Dude, that won't last. Okay. Just you saying. know that won't last. Like, Sam Darnold. 
No, it won't last. He's going to play good in like four games, and he's, he's going to be no awful broke. for he, four games. He, he hadn't been bad yet. Three games, he hadn't been bad yet. He was good on Sunday. Like, that's the thing. It was it was the offensive line and the defense that let him down. Sam yeah. was fine. Look, man, he I was actually he happy. Missed, he missed some throws. There were some yeah. throws he missed downfield, don't get me wrong, but, like, he didn't turn it over. That was it. He had it threw a dime to DJ again for a touchdown. It was, it was a couple times. I'm like, see, I'll take that out of Sam. Just, right. don't, just don't turn the football over. he'll load. do that every week or most yeah. weeks, he can have a job for sure. Just take the sack, bro. Like, it's fine. Right. I can win with that. Defense has to play better in some situations. Like, like that was the big thing, yes. Right. So, we'll see what that happens. For Alabama, look, man, everybody's saying how old Nick is. He's 70-something. Alabama's going to be terrible. They didn't make the playoffs. Oh, they're just – I'm like, look, they lost two games by four points to two really good teams this year. And, yes, it was the disappoint, quote-unquote, disappointing year for Alabama. But when nobody else plays in bowl games, all of a sudden their two-star players said, you know, we're going to play. Which was shocking to me, Kyle. Shocking. I thought it was probably a less than 2% chance both of these guys would play. Mm. With them having oh, been yeah. projected to be as high as they're going to go. Both top five picks. Would you say? Oh, I mean. Will Anderson and Bryce Young? I would have bet against them playing in the bowl game for oh, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm talking about them being top five picks. Oh, being top five picks, absolutely. Well, I mean, I know Bryce will be. Houston's going to take Bryce Young for, eh, I think. He's going to take Bryce Young first. <laughs> I, there are some people that still think Will Levis should be the top pick, and I just don't get it. But anyway, that's a tangent. Finish your Alabama thought. <laughs> and so all these things happen, and then you look up. Man, Alabama, they go out there and handle their business versus Kansas State. They could, If they could finish the season, the top three team in the country. For sure. And then all of a sudden, Nick has somehow or another got his best players to play when nobody else plays in bowl games unless there's a, a playoff game. Like, nobody plays. Notre Dame is going to struggle putting guys on the field versus South Carolina in, like, a couple days. Like, yeah. I don't even know who's going to play. So, and these guys, none of those guys are going top five. Alabama's got two, and they're like, we're playing. We're going to play. And when they play, everybody else got to play because they're like, bro, I mean, how are you not going to play and they playing? Right. So, it just got, it's like. <laughs> He's it, top pick. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have an excuse. <laughs> you don't have an excuse. What's your excuse? What is your excuse? Right. Like. And so and we got a dude that we got a dude or two that might be ducking the college football playoff, and Bryce Young's out here playing the bowl game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like so. I think that shows a lot. And then all of a sudden, you look up and Alabama comes out there and they they get the the top recruiting class in the country. They got the number one running back. They got the number two running back. They got two quarterbacks. They're in the top thirty players in the country. They got yep. they got. They got a couple – they got two five-star D linemen from the same high school in Montgomery, Alabama. They, I mean, they really loaded up this year. They did a really good job. And it'll be interesting to see because at the end of the day, Kyle, it's no longer about just getting these star players here on your campus, bro. It's can you keep them. I saw Texas A&M last year have the number one recruiting class and then this year drop 20-something spots or whatever they're at now because, you know – not all these guys just fit, and not everybody stays, and it's just different. This college space is where we're at right now. So, real quick, since you've got me on the SEC, my favorite topic. Um, it is so not your favorite topic. It, no, it's fine. I love college football. You do um, love college football. But the thing is, uh, the Tennessee kid, was it Nico Ilamavea? Or yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's I, a good job. Is that it? Yeah. Close. I, I don't know. Uh, is he 
So I saw he was practicing. Is he going to play in the bowl game? No, he's not going to play. He will oh, practice. Oh, man. I thought he was playing. No, nah, he will the practice. practices are still big for him. It's you know, huge for, for him. Ne- we for talked about that because he's on campus. And I said, look, I, I said these bowl practices, the best thing it can do for a young player is that you just, you just get reps. Not only reps, you're not even getting real practice reps. I mean, like, because you, you're not in class. You ain't got class right now. Everybody's gone. Nobody's there. You're just y'all. So what you really get is a sense of what it's like to be a part of a team in college football. You understand you're in the classrooms with these guys, Joe Milton, these other players that have gone through the reps and know what it's like. So you know what they're taking notes on. You know what they're looking at. You're not, you're not having to worry about anything else but ball. You're going into the weight room. Okay, what is this guy doing? Okay, I want to do something like that. So you're learning where the leaders are at. You learn the factions in the locker room. You're learning your team. And at some point as a quarterback, you want to be the leader of them. So there's no better way to, to find out a way to be the leader of the team until you get to know the team. So I, I just love that part of it. Getting there early is just you guys on campus. You're getting to know every single little bit of your teamwork and everything else is going on, and you don't have the pressure of going to class. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. No, I think it's cool. I, I was bummed because I read something, and clearly it was inaccurate, that uh, they were going to have a small package of plays for him in the bowl game, but turns out that's wrong. That, I, I'm really excited to see him play. Uh, because I don't know if it's true or not, but I've read people who swear, and I, I'm, of course Tennessee fans probably feel this way, but uh, people that think that he's actually the better quarterback than Arch Manning. Um, who, the and, Nico? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. A I'm lot just, of people like him. Like, yeah. he's got a uh, – he, I've he's watched a, some – He's t- not as a – according to my boy Hobbs, he's not, he's not a dual threat guy. So he's a, he's a really good pocket passer. He's tall. He has a great delivery. The ball pops it. off his arm. Yeah. yeah. Pops off his arm. And uh, he can really drive the football downfield. But, you know, other people are going to be rated probably higher. You know, he's, he's kind of thin. He's pretty thin. Yeah. Uh, the Manning kid was uh, more athletic than him. He can actually run and do some stuff. And, um, and so that's where it comes down to. It's hmm. little stuff like that. But, you know, when you're all in the, he's a top 30 player. The Nico kid is. He's a top 30 oh, player yeah. in the country. So, you know, he'll be fine. And it's all about what you do when you get there. Fit the scheme. Now, the only thing that's crazy is, man, you get these these star quarterbacks. Some of these quarterbacks don't, like, they don't forecast as well because of the quarterback system, the system that they're playing in at the next level as well, you know? And so because Tennessee's offense is so spread out, it's so, you know, a lot of these guys are just one-on-one, so you're just throwing the ball to certain areas. They're not always projected to be uh, NFL-quality throws, passes, reading material, like the way you have to read and, and go through your, your reads and stuff on the offense, it, it doesn't, like, project as well. But at the end of the day, you drop dimes, you throw a whole bunch of touchdowns, somebody going to fall in love with you, period. Get paid. Yeah, period. Somebody's going to pay you. Will Levis, great example. So I need to ask you this question selfishly in part because I'm going to use whatever you say today on my show. My last radio show <laughs> before Christmas break. You ready? Um, but I do want to know what you think about this because we, talked, or we st- talked about the Panthers before earlier in the show. Um, Steve Wilkes. Yep. Should he be the, should he be the permanent head coach? Uh, do they make the playoffs? Oh. Um, I think that's important. They went out. They're in. Mm. They got three to go. I mean, Sunday was a letdown, but again, that, Sunday was a huge letdown. It was a, you know, that was a big letdown. But you know, Tampa and Atlanta both lost, so it kind of didn't matter. But I mean, they're not did. a good team. They're not good. <laughs> Let's not get away from like the whole subject. They're not good. So, all right, 
If they get in the playoffs, then yes. If they don't get in the playoffs, no. Really? No. Look, just look. Burn the whole thing down. Start it over how you want to do it. And the other problem with this, Kyle, and I got to be flat out honest, only met the dude once, but I don't trust David Tepper. He's got a whole fucking bag of money. He's rich as shit, but he makes a whole bunch of bad decisions, and he burns bridges on the way out. Like, it, you couldn't tell me one person that's had, like, a great positive experience with David Tepper in the city of Carolina, Charlotte so far. Like, it's not a lot of people outside of that building that have, like, a great positive outlook or experience with David Tepper. He's had some bad run-ins with businesses, and, you know, I mean, the Charlotte Foundry, the piping, was a freaking layup deal. And they're not going to get the deal done. Oh. I don't think it's going to get done. Now it's going to the highest bidder. Instead of just like, hey, let me just get this money. You got it. Boom. It's a layup. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, heard, I heard some things about the deal myself, right? So we can talk about that another time. But so, you, so going back to it, though. Steve Wilkes has to make the playoffs, win the division. Otherwise, you think burn it down, new head coach, start over entirely. Yep. All right. And it, I just – I don't even know how all together they are when it comes is the GM, the, the owner, the head coach, like everybody all together. You know, the roster is not great. They're okay. But I, I think you got some really good solid pieces. I just thought you, they tried to do too much too early. You know, they traded for the, the corner from Jacksonville. He – does he Anderson? even – Yeah, does he – Well, that's, that's one of the problems on Sunday, though, is that he got hurt early in the game. They, go to, they got to put Keith Taylor on Deontay Johnson the whole game, and they just oh, No, no that's Keith exactly Taylor. what they did. Okay, third down, spread them out. Okay, where's the one-on-one? I like that matchup. Throw yep. it. And it just that, kept working. That, that's what they did every single time. Yep. So – And I like Keith but, Taylor. But, but you know what? That was such a bad defensive call. And I would have, I would have told that the coach that too, uh, the linebackers coach, uh, Al, um, Al Holcomb, DC, yeah, that's my boy, yeah. But Al is fucking third and sixteen, bro. You don't have to zero zero blitz him on that one time. And we showed our hand, and then we came right back and did it. I hated that call. Just just make the quarterback drop back and beat us for third and sixteen. And instead, they gave him the you know they made one guy miss, and then it was first. Down. As soon as you saw they, that the blitz didn't get home, oh, you, you knew something bad was coming. I knew it. I'm like. They knew it. They knew it. Like, oh, I hated that call. Yeah, I'm in the press box, and I see it, and I'm like, uh. I hated that call. As soon as they didn't get home, hated it's like, that oh, call. no, 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 Hated no, no. that call. So, the coach has something to do with it. The players have something to do with it. But at the end of the day, I, I just, I don't want that for Wilkes either, though. In all honesty, I don't. I want Wilkes to have, like, a college, like, a real shot at, like, being, like, a real coach. Not just an interim that now we're like, oh, well. Well, should no. that be here, though? Like, I think it would be great, but – and I think he looks great, man. He's handling his business. It, look, this team sucks. Matt Rule got zero wins with him. They actually have a chance to make the playoffs with Steve Wilkes. And that's just a, like just making a change to the coach. And they don't even have a full staff. Like, right. all the, like tons of guys left, too. So are you sound, now it sounds like you're making the case for Steve Wilkes. Well, I would love to, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not going to lie to the people either. I'm not going to lie to Wilkes either. I'm like, Wilkes, man, like, bro, is this even the job you want? Like, are they even going to give you all the resources that you need? Are they going to give you a real fighting chance? Like, Arizona was fucked up, and now the GM's gone, which he should have been gone the first time. Instead, they, they let Wilkes go. And, like, it's a freaking dumpster fire. Sure. And so, and all we do is recycle coaches and re with 
no. Oh, shine them up, put some new wheels on them, and send them back out there. So I want some of these minority coaches and real coaches that I actually like really get like a fair shake. And I don't think Wilkes is going to get a fair shake here. And, I mean, he's not. I, I don't think Tepper and those guys want to do that. I think they want to start completely over. So you think he just doesn't – like, if he makes the playoffs, they have to give him the job. If he doesn't, they're not going to give him the job. Agreed. That's what you think. I don't even think they uh, – I mean, is, is he going to interview? Like, he shouldn't even have to interview. He shouldn't have to do anything. Just give him the job if he makes the playoffs. Yeah. But if they don't – Well, that's what I said. I mean, seven and ten to me means he went six and six with somebody else's staff. They traded away Christian McCaffrey. He got handed a one and four football team. Um, I don't know, though. I mean – I think there's an obvious difference. What, do you, what is your opinion? I think there's an obvious difference in how they play. He gave them an identity, and I've said this several times, but the best, most succinct way to say it for me is he gave he, – he made them play like the football team Matt Rule kept saying he was going to give us. Yeah. Right? The run first, play defense, you know, that kind of – that's the brand of football we thought he was going to play. Correct. And it took Steve Wilkes taking over for them to actually play that kind of football. Yeah. Um, and so if he goes 6-6 six and six as the head coach or the interim head coach – in those circumstances, I mean, how do you not give him the job? This team knows – I watched this team. They know who they are. They know what their identity is. They know, they know what they do when they lose games. Like, they know what they do wrong. And then when they win games, they should know what they, they do right as well. And that's what I see. They're, they're a smarter team. They don't do, like, dumb stuff. And they respond to this coaching staff. Like, they like the guys they're, they're playing for. And that does go a long way. Um, a couple underrated performances all year long, too, is, look, this guy, J.C. Horn, should go to the Pro Bowl. Is he a Pro Bowl player? Did he make it? No, he didn't make it. He's not even a third alternate. Have you it, seen the numbers? It happens. It happens. I, I, look, that's what I'm always happens. I know. I'm with it's you. It's a popularity contest. Bro. I should have went two more, and I never went. Well, it, I said it, yesterday, two years ago, Brian Burns had more sacks than every other defensive end nominated in the NFC. He didn't make it. No, right? but then he goes the next year. But he made it last year. Yep, and now how it always happens. And now at 10 and a half sacks already this year, which is good, right? But, like, it's not leading the NFL or anything. You know, he's automatically right back. He's a made man now, right? Yeah. So once you, yeah, as once long you, as he plays well so you enough. Never go, so you never go when you're supposed to go the first time. Right. And you always go at the end one more time when you ain't supposed to go either. Sure. Sean told us that many times. Because <laughs> he would come in there, he'd announce all the pro bowlers, and he would tell all the guys that got snubbed early, some of the young guys, look, guys, this is mostly a popularity test. And you play in a small market. Yeah. So that matters too. Yep. But some of these old guys, I'm going to call out their name, they go on one time that they probably ain't supposed to go late in their career. And you always – you never go that first year – when you're supposed to go. Yeah. But somebody like Saquon Barkley is going to get in, who's had a really good year this year over Christian McCaffrey, who's leading everybody. In, like, all these guys, like, and Christian's not in. He totally deserves to go. He's been a baller out there. He should oh, yeah. be in the MVP conversation. It, it was – I'm trying to pull – let me pull up the graphic real quick because I know we got to run. Uh, we, we got Christmas to Also, get Shaq to. Thompson has balled out this year. Had a good year. He's had a great year. Shit. Outstanding. He stayed healthy. And he's, like, the one guy that is really good for Ready him. for this? Yep. Here we go. J.C. Horn is only a third alternate for the Pro Bowl. The same J.C. Horn among the NFL's cornerbacks who has 23 catches allowed, which is the fewest in the NFL, 216 yards allowed, fewest in the NFL, yeah. zero touchdowns allowed, and a 39.4 passer rating allowed, which is the lowest in the NFL. I thought he balled out this year. Fewest, fewest, lowest, zero touchdowns allowed. I'm telling you, I think he's been outstanding, bro, for real. But, so, but, and I, but we still have – shout-out to my guy Wes Bryant at WFNZ, uh, former Wake Forest left tackle, middays now. 
he's got this thing where he's like, he don't want to give J.C. Horn his full credit. He's like, he's a good player, but he's – and I'm like, bro, listen, I, I respect Wes's football knowledge, but every time I look at a box score, J.C. Horn's erased somebody out of it. Like, I yeah. mean – He's, I, I love – look, man. In this day and age, right, where everything, as you said earlier, is like skewed toward the offense still, when you got a guy putting up those kind of numbers, like that's the closest thing you're going to find to and he, And he's got picks too. So, look. And he's big. I remember yeah. when he got drafted. I said, I, I think it's a great pick. I think yeah. it's a great pick. I told you, I said, I had two corners at the top, and I was cool with either J.C. or Pat Sertan. I think both of them are playing out great ball. Like, you, you really can't go wrong with either one of them, honestly. Nope. And I said I would have took Sertan because his dad played. That would have been my only reason why. But I was like, but that's me. They like JC. Still works. Like, it's, it's no – there's not a bad pitch choice. Yeah. And so uh, – and it was all nitpicking at that point. I said, it's my only reason because of his dad, not – and Joe's, and Joe's my boy. I've thought about that so many times. Like, being young J.C. Horn as a corner and being able to just, like, stand across your dad, line up against him, and learn how the best actually do it. That, I mean, that's how you become this good. Yeah, he's really, really damn good. He's right. big, he's athletic, he has great ball skills, and he's got a dog in him, too. Yeah. So, it's good to see. Uh, Jeremy Tin's another player that's going to have some Pro Bowls in him. Uh, but the team's got to play better. They do. So when you win, everybody gets a little bit more love and a little bit more juice. That, that's the reason why J.C. didn't make it, honestly. It's because they didn't win. Well, sure, absolutely. The Christian McCaffrey thing's ridiculous. It um, is. You know, I feel like Brian Burns is – not Brian Burns. Uh, Derek Brown is up for Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is cool. But, I mean, the fact that he wasn't anywhere near the, the ballots was surprising. He's had a really good year. He has – I mean, I'm not calling him great, but I mean, he, he's, he yeah, really had a I, I strong think, I, yeah, season. Yeah, I think he had a really good year this year. And he's another player that has to continue to grow yeah. and, and be a, a more of an impact player and a leader on yep. this team. Like, I agree. That, that's one of the things that has to continue to go. If all those things happen, man, shit, we're going to be looking up. We're doing a couple of episodes in a couple of weeks, Kyle. If these jokers are in, bro, I'll be excited for it. It'd be fun as hell, wouldn't it? It would be fun. I mean, they're going to have like six wins in the playoffs, but whatever, you know? Dude, Seven. Remember, remember last year, real quick. We gotta go. Remember last year when I when I FaceTimed you from the uh, the hot tub and we were up, it was snowing everywhere. Yeah. We'll do that again tomorrow, man. That's how it was when I was just at Whistler on my ski trip. How, oh shit! How was that, by the way? Dude, absolutely amazing. I um. You f- holy shit! We've gotten through this entire episode and you haven't talked about seeing that fucking bear. <laughs> okay. First of all, tell the story. But the fact that you went back to get the video proof, well done. Thank you, Kyle. Well Thank done. you. Because nobody would have believed me. Nobody would have believed you. Nobody believed me. You got to do it. I, this is exactly what happened. I told my wife last night, she's like, Roman did what? And I was like, <laughs> no, 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 you don't understand. You wouldn't have believed him if he didn't get the video. You might say you would have believed him. Nobody would have believed Nobody would have believed him. Nobody believed me. But now that you see the video, everybody's like, hey, you're, you see Roman saw the bear? Now everybody's talking about it. So like, Roman That's said he saw a bear. Everybody uh, told me. They were like... There, everybody's like, dude, you really saw a bear. I'm like, bro, I, I swear to God, I saw the bear. I got the video because, so Kyle, I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my brother. It's like this open field. I'm like playing in the open field because there's so much snow. It's like going over the top of my boots. So it's like a foot and some change of like snow that's just like out here. I'm just like, man, this is crazy. This oh, boy, is just walked are. up on you too. And so I'm talking to my brother, talking, laughing, giggling over here by a parking lot. And I turn around and I see a bear, probably about 60 yards from me. And I freeze. I kind of step back, step back. And then I just fucking take off. I'm like, just running. <laughs> and I know everybody says, like, don't run. But, like, <laughs> bro, I ain't never seen a bear that's not in a cage. Like, I've never seen a bear. Definitely don't run. That's what everybody says. Bro, yeah. I fucking took off. I'm out. I also told Camille, if there's somebody I know that I could outrun a bear, it's probably Roman. So, And look, 
I just got to be faster than the, the next person I see. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm not. It's all good. So I'm running, and I get about 20, 30 yards real quick, and I look back. The bear's not even paying attention to me, not even, not even worried about me. I was like, oh. so then I stop. I'm like, dude, I got to record this. Nobody's going to believe me. So I get my phone. I run a little bit, but I don't run. I just walk closer, zoom in, because I'm not getting that close. Nah. And by that time, he, tar- he turned around and started going back the other way. And, dude, I, like, zoomed in. I was like, it is a freaking bear. And it was a big bear. It wasn't. Like this little like cub, and he's just walking around around there. And they said that this thing has been hanging out around the property the last three weeks or so, just because he keeps finding food. And they don't know when to not, not hibernate. It's like as long as they can keep eating, they're gonna keep eating. They'll keep and coming then when back. Yeah, yeah. And then when the food's done, then they'll go lay down and hibernate. But right now, this joke is just living a good life. It's just like I'm fed. I'm fat. I'm fat and good. Just keep getting good. And so it's funny as hell. So I, I go upstairs, Kyle. And my wife, I tell Heather, she's like, oh, yeah, really? You, you, just, you just saw a bear. <laughs> you just saw a bear. Are you sure you saw a bear? I'm like, as a matter of fact, that's exactly why I recorded it, because I knew you wouldn't believe me. Nobody was going to believe me. Yep. So I showed her the video. She fucking flipped. She was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it's a freaking bear out here. She's like, did you tell anybody? She's like, no. Like, I just came right back. It just came right back. <laughs> like, I it's like, you got to tell somebody. I'm like, she's like, what if it like somebody else sees them? I mean, like, you're a whistler, though. You should, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you should expect to just, you know, bump into them all the time, but I would expect there's probably one or two around. You're it the was, Canadian, uh, it was, the Canadian it was, wilderness. It was, ah, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. I saw it, and uh, I lived to tell it, and I showed it. Everybody's just like, dude, that's so cool. I'm like, yeah, it is kind of cool, and, but, you know, until it's you. You know what I mean? But you did the right thing. You had and to get the video. We, then we, she asked this question. So, like, what if you're with the person you're with, like your, your loved one or your, your wife, your girlfriend, and, and you're trying to, you know, the bear comes, the bear chases you guys, what do you do? I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm out. Like, I'm running. So then it's like, what if you, you can't leave the person you're with, you love them? I'm like, then, look, babe, I would grab your hand, and I'm, like, dragging you, but, like, I mean, you might get some scraped knees, bro, because I ain't slowing down. <laughs> You better come on. I'm like, and I, you much rather have some scraped up knees than being mauled by a bear. Oh, that's shit. my excuse, and that's where I'm at. And I'm sticking with it. I'm not apologizing for it. You're just straight up running. I'm out. And dragging people. You better come on. You better come on. You're not going to turn a square up. No. 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 This is the funniest shit you have ever said. No. 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 So you're not going to be like, hey, girl, get away and turn a square up with this, this bear. Hell no. Damn, Somebody got to tell the story. <laughs> Somebody. Yeah, don't you want them telling that story about heroic dad squaring up with that bear to let us get away? It's just not. It ain't going to hit the same, Kyle. It's not going to hit the same. <laughs> you mean like he fought a bear? Yeah, he fought a bear. <laughs> to, to death. To death. To his death. Didn't take long. Didn't take long. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, I'm going up to the New England wilderness, and I don't know. I might see a bear too. Enjoy it, man. We got hot tubs out there too in Worcester, bro. It was awesome. It was. Oh, it's the best. It's gonna be zero degrees early next week when we're there. So uh, I've never hit a, a hot tub at zero degrees. I Good think. luck, man. It'll be great, bro. If you ever get too hot, just stand up. Cool. Here it's got great health benefits. In fact, I know it does. All right, cool. Merry Christmas to everybody. Be good. Good to see you, brother. Hey, great seeing you. We'll talk to you next time. Episode 69 in the books. We move on to the the tackles next week and some other stuff, too. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, Well, probably two weeks from now. 